This was in the group of 99 that did all that research. Equality is practiced, not just preached. People are the company's most important asset. Team members focused on two concepts that were new to General Motors. And yes, I said that right. General Motors. Welcome to the Miles and the Markers podcast. I'm Gene Girdley, author of the book of the same name, 52 Weeks of Experiences to Improve Your Life and Enhance Your Journey. Today is Tuesday, Tuesday, spelled T-W-O-S-D-A-Y, something that most people on social media are making a big deal about, 2 2022 some are calling it palindrome day. According to the Guardian, others are opting for the Tuesday pun, but it seems everyone is excited about the unusual calendar event taking place on the 22nd of February, 2022, when the day's date can be read the same way forwards and backwards. So happy Tuesday, everyone. For me, that's not a big deal. I think it's kind of fun to just see what other people are saying about those kinds of things. But it does raise an interesting point relative to the mile and the mile marker I'll be talking about today, values matter. Because it addresses what people believe in, what people embrace, what people aspire to, what people want to become or how they want to live. And that's why people gravitate to things like astrology or even faith and belief systems in scripture or other religious writings. I think by now everyone knows where I stand on those things. And I'll, of course, address that as I do in every podcast, simply because that's what's in my book. And the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that Unlike these special days, the journey that I take in my book sort of blends together. If you followed this from the very first mile, you'll notice that there are themes that kind of intertwine through the book. It's as if one mile doesn't end with the start of another. It's not like the car stops, I get into a different car and drive a different route. This is all the same journey that I've been on in my business career. And so a lot of things are interwoven. So last week, for example, when we talked about mile 11, sales is an honorable profession. I talk about things like honesty and integrity, and those are completely connected to Values Matter, which is the title of Mile 12. Now, today I'll be bringing up some other information, as I always do. And one is a very unique piece of literature written in 1992 by two of the significant players in the origins of Saturn Corporation, one of them being Skip LaFoe, who was the president of Saturn. 
when I was a trainer for the company. Actually, he was one of the presidents, the first president for me when I was a trainer. And then Don Hudler came along and then Joe Lajek came along. But let's get into the book. Mile 12 Values Matter. My career in car sales began in April of 1995. I've been successful in part due to the mission, philosophy, and core values of the dealership and the brand he represented, Saturn. Had it not been a company whose motto included being different, it's doubtful my life would have ended up the way it has so far. But you never know. God works in mysterious ways. So let me just fill in the blank on that. I've mentioned before that I was a minister. And I also have told the story about how my experience in buying cars was anything but wonderful. It was very negative. In fact, one time I drove about 90 miles to find a used car. I had called them in advance saying, look, I don't want to drive 90 miles to get there and the car not, is not there. And they, of course, said, well, we can't guarantee anything because somebody could buy it. We can't hold the car for you. And I said, no, that's fair enough. But when I got there, they didn't have that car. In fact, the salesperson that talked to me had left for the day. And the salesperson who greeted me said, oh, he's always telling stories to people just to get them down here. That's my experience and how it's been in the car business until I went to work for Campbell Automotive Group and Saturn. And on my first day, it was clear that something was different. This place was fun. People were laughing and clapping and the customers were smiling. What a refreshing environment. There were five of us in training on the first day. Dennis Joy, our general sales manager, introduced us by saying, quote, we're pretty laid back here. Let's give each other a big hug, end quote. Now, that was not an issue for me at all because we did that a lot at church anyway. The rest of the group appeared to be okay with it too. But here's the question in today's world. When you combine the Me Too movement COVID-19, and some other things that people are pretty cautious about these days in terms of interacting with people they have just met, the experience might not have occurred. And unfortunately, it may not ever again. We'll see. But the training, think about this now, the training at a car dealership was similar to ministry training. The values were in line with caring for people and caring for one another and being on a team. And continuous improvement was a value that was also embraced by the Christian faith. Let me share with you something that probably a lot of people don't know. But the Apostle Paul was a brilliant guy, wrote most of the New Testament. He was a scholar in terms of what they qualified people as scholars in those days, called himself a Pharisee of Pharisees, meaning I was the top of the food chain when it came to knowledge about biblical things and spiritual things. 
And in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24, Paul says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. And in verse 25, he says, Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown. And then he contrasts that by saying a crown that will not last here on earth, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So in this case, he's talking about faith, but he's using an analogy that most of us know in athletics and competition. To strive to be the best. Everything about the Saturn mission Philosophy and core values aligned perfectly with my faith and life as a believer in Jesus. I was home from a business standpoint. My experience then also aligns now with the fish philosophy, something that I train and coach. And there are two particular philosophies that it really aligns with, make their day and play. Those two really stood out in the way we did business at Saturn. So let me give you an example here. Every new and used car delivery was an event. The cleaned and readied vehicle would be placed in the delivery module because customers enjoyed driving their new car off the showroom floor. Each team member was notified via a pager that a vehicle delivery was about to take place. So everybody in the whole store got a page and the pager had this on it. I say. We would immediately begin to clap and all of us would converge on the customer and the vehicle at the delivery module. The sales consultant who sold the car would then introduce the customer to the team and we would all cheer for the customer. They loved it. Now I'm going to pause here for a minute. And I'm going to go back to this abstract study that I mentioned at the top of the podcast. This study was produced in 1992, April of 1992 to be exact, and it's called a working paper, Alfred P. Sloan School of Management, Managerial and Technological Innovations at Saturn Corporation by Richard G. LaFoe and Arnaldo C. Hacks. And it was delivered at MIT. I'm not going to get into the whole paper here, but there are some things here that explain what was going on in the early days of Saturn and the research that was done. I mentioned last time the group of 99. And I want to go from the development of that group to what they did and let you kind of understand how these values, how these core values, actually how the mission, philosophy, and core values came into being. So with regard to the group of 99, the team spent two months visiting 49 different GM plants and 60 benchmark companies all over the world. Together, they made more than 170 contacts, traveled approximately 2 million miles, and put in 50,000 hours of study. During these fact-finding visits, they observed several common threads in the successful companies. And this is what I wanted to point out. 
I mean, I'm going to get into some other stuff, but listen to these bullet points from 1992. Quality is a top priority for maintaining customer satisfaction. The customer is number one, whether the customer is in the next group getting your parts, meaning the internal customer, or the person getting your final product, meaning the external customer. Everyone in the company has ownership of the company's failures and successes. I want to say that again, because here's the beautiful part about this abstract. All of this was filtered down into the retail level, into the experience of the customers. This idea that everyone in the company has ownership of the company's values and successes was real at my dealerships. And it was real when I trained it. Equality is practiced, not just preached. I want you to think about where we're at today and how many training classes are not only out there, but being pushed by people who specialize in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Equality is practiced, not just preached. This is the way it was at Saturn. I told you before, um, I think I told you that we had women in leadership all throughout the store. Half the sales staff was were women. A couple of the service staff were women. A service manager was a woman. A sales manager was a woman. Finance manager was a woman. A business department head was a woman. I mean, and it was also blended. We had... Um, Hispanics, we had African American, we had Asian, we had all kinds. And it was everybody was treated the same way. But that started before this was ever written. This was in the group of 99 that did all that research. Equality is practiced, not just preached. Barriers to doing a good job are eliminated. Total trust is a must. People are the company's most important asset. People are given authority to do the job. With this background work behind them, the team members focused on two concepts that were new to General Motors. And yes, I said that right. General Motors. The amazing thing is that General Motors is the company that initiated this idea. The first, which I actually trained on, was a conflict resolution process that used consensus to determine outcomes. They used flags, red, yellow, and green. And I'm not gonna get into the whole process. It was an amazing process. It took some skill to facilitate it and willingness by the team to accept the decision. There were some processes involved, but some of the decisions that came out of that were so strong and so powerful and so beautiful because everyone was involved in the decision. I will tell you that by putting aside hidden agendas and focusing on each party's needs, a consensus is reached that results in a win-win solution for all stakeholders. It required a 70% agreement by all the participants with the decision, but then they had to commit 100% once it was implemented.
So they had to be 70% positive, but 100% committed. The second concept that emerged was the need for a new organizational structure, realizing that workers will support an environment that they help create. The group of 99 believed the integration of technology and resources required a partnership of Saturn management people and the UAW on all levels of decision-making. And that's where the memorandum of agreement came from. So all of these foundational elements were the things that caused the Saturn mission, philosophy, and values to come to be. And the mission was the top of the mountain, where are we headed? The philosophy was the road that would take you there. And then the values were like a guardrail that would keep you on track. So I'm not going to read all of them, but I, I do want to read a few of the bullet points from the philosophy, and then I'll get to wrapping it up with the values. To meet our customers' needs, this is the Saturn philosophy. And it's the fundamentals that help them to achieve the mission, which was to basically be a world leader. To meet our customers' needs, our products and services must be world leaders in value and satisfaction. To meet our members' needs, we will create a sense of belonging in an environment of mutual trust, respect, and dignity we believe that all people want to be involved in decisions that affect them. We will develop the tools, training, and education needed for each member. Notice the emphasis there. Creative, motivated, responsible team members who understand that changes critical to success are Saturn's most important asset. To meet our suppliers' and dealers' needs, we will create real partnerships with them. We will strive for openness, fairness, trust, and respect. We want them to feel ownership in Saturn's mission and philosophy. To meet the needs of our community neighbors, we will be a good citizen and protect the environment. We will seek to cooperate with government at all levels. And then it wraps up by continuously operating according to this philosophy, we will fulfill our mission. The values come in as simply keeping us aligned with that. And they're pretty simple. Commitment to customer enthusiasm, commitment to excel, teamwork, trust and respect for the individual, continuous improvement. They seem deceptively simple according to this abstract. Put your customer first, have an unrelenting commitment toward excellence, teamwork, and trust. They're all the essence of the management style. And here's kind of the wrap up. Sadly, one has to understand the centrality and significance of these core values within the context of the American auto industry, whose complacency during the 70s and 80s caused a significant loss in competitiveness. Saturn is one of the most visible and creative responses to U.S. car manufacturing to regain public confidence and recover competitive advantages. Now, I know there are some people that will say, well, you're not here anymore. It's a totally different story. Totally different story. But I think those of you who are listening and know me and know what I stand for and what I believe and why I do the things that I do understand why I gravitated toward a company like this, toward a dealership that practiced these philosophies, these values. I talked before I went off into the abstract about how we would celebrate the delivery with everyone at Saturn. I'm going to get back to the book now. I once had a retired Ford dealer visit my store to learn what was going on. He had heard 
about Saturn. But he told me under no circumstances would I ever pay full price for a car. And he never bought one from us. But he did love the celebration so much that he referred three people to me and he came to watch the delivery of every one of them. He loved to watch us play and celebrate. Here's another example that fits right within the values. A team member called me while I was at home. I was off. And he asked me to meet him at a restaurant that was about, oh, 15 minutes from my house. So he could do a surprise delivery. This was for a couple. The husband was celebrating an anniversary with his wife and he bought her a new car. And he had seen the experience at Saturn and he was like, oh, I want to surprise her at the restaurant. Uh, but I don't want her to miss that experience. So my teammate said, look, I'll get somebody. I'll get a couple of people to come. So there were only two of us, but we did the celebration for her. We brought balloons and everything else. They came out after the meal and we delivered her car with the big enthusiastic, I say, I say, I say. Of course, I replied yes to him. In another instance, we delivered a car to a rabbi on the Sabbath. He came to buy a car for his daughter, but as the sun was going down, he had to leave before completing the paperwork. And that became a concern because under normal circumstances, if you're selling a car, unless you sign on the dotted line and take delivery of the car, it's really still for sale. You don't hold cars in a lot of cases. This was kind of unique. And in my dealership, we probably would have held it for him. But when I went into the manager and I said, hey, here's the situation. And he said, well, ask him if uh, you could take the paperwork to his house and finish it there. I said, okay. So I went in and told him. And he said, I will only do that if you agree to have dinner with me and my family. So that's the way things went with Saturn. We just had such a wonderful experience. These stories go on and on about how we live Saturn's mission, values, and philosophy. It was so much fun. The mile marker then. And after hearing all of that, after hearing me talk for almost 25 minutes now and tell those stories and read that abstract and read those scriptures and, and tell about what happened with me, I think you can begin to see and hear and understand why a vision, a mission, philosophies, and core values matter. And that's the mile marker. Have a clear vision, mission, philosophy, and values. Everyone on your team should understand them, live them, and effectively articulate them to one another and to your clients. Does everybody on your team know what you stand for? When the customers go to your website and they read the About Us section, do they read about your mission, philosophy, and values? Or do they simply read, we offer a wide selection of cars for your dining pleasure, <laughs> like a menu, right? We're open these hours. We give a great customer experience, but they don't really know what you stand for. And if you are wise enough to have your mission philosophy and core values on your website or your vision or whatever. You don't have to call it mission, philosophy, and core values. But if you have it on your website, is it also posted 
in your showroom? Is it posted in the waiting room of your service department? Is it posted on the desk of your advisors and parts people and out in the shop where your technicians can see it all the time? Is it posted in your BDC where they can read it every day to remind themselves of those values that are meant to remind them of a great experience internally and also the great experience that you want to deliver to your customers. And that is the message in its entirety for today. Go out and make it a great rest of your week. Again, happy Tuesday. I'm Gene Girdley. God bless and have a great week.